Howdy do, buckaroos. Greetings from the Uncanny Valley. This is the Incomparable TV podcast about Westworld. Thank you to Jason and everyone at Incomparable for hosting us. I am your host, Kelly Gamont. With me, as always, is Don Melton. Party on, Don. Party on, Garth. We are here to initially react to Season 2, Episode 3, Virtu e Fortuna. I apologize uh, if I've massacred pronunciation there. It translates to virtue and fortune. We're on the third one of these this season. I think you know the drill by now. I am about to start a 20-minute timer, at which point Don and I are off to the races. So, Don, are you ready? I'm ready, Kelly. All right, here we go. Start. So the first thing I want to talk about is the the thing we did not see in this episode, and that was William in any timeline. That is correct. Which that's was what, interesting. Yeah, well, it's, it's one of the first things my wife said after the episode, like, where's the man in black? <laughs> yeah, like none of him, which I thought was surprising. Um, so we don't have to spend a bunch of time on him because he wasn't here, but... I did notice it because after last week, I was very curious to see where that was going to go. And it went nowhere, Kelly. It went nowhere. <laughs> well, uh, at least his plot line did not advance. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and once again on iMessage right after the show, uh, I made the joke, you know, <laughs> something's going to happen in this, this show pretty soon or I'm just going to stop watching. Holy crap, my head is so filled with what went on. I still don't know what went on. I'm going to have to, like, crank up the HBO machine later on and watch well, it again. And, and really, I folks, know. we only watch this once when we do this reaction show. We, we're and not cheating. What I know is that this is Don's favorite episode <laughs> because there was a healthy amount of Rebus and a Healthy amount of Peter Abernathy. And yes. I know that those are two of your favorites. And so every time we cut back to Lewis Hertham, I was like, Don is in love with this episode right now. I actually <laughs> was thinking that. And I wrote down Don's favorite with a little star next to it because I wanted to talk about it. No, it's totally um, true. It's totally true. But now, now my, my favorite is the David Lean movie that was the cold <laughs> open. Um, the, which, the which Roswell off, stuff. Way, yeah. With Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. That's what you were hearing at the beginning of the episode. Totally perfect. Totally perfect for that. Oh my god, I loved it. Yeah. It so, was so great. So, uh, by the way, Kelly always knows what the song is. She doesn't look it up over the internet. <laughs> Kelly is, what's that service that Apple bought, uh, that recognizes? Shazam? Shazam. Yeah. Kelly is the human Shazam. So anyway. <laughs> So we get. Sean so, says, I'm just about to start the episode, and I said, me too. And then I hit play, and then immediately texted him, Seven Nation Army! <laughs> I knew she'd do that. Uh, I didn't know what it was, so I didn't recognize it at first. But by the way, is that woman in the open and at the very end coming up out of mm-hmm. uh, the water uh, next to the dead tiger, is that Katya Herbers? Is that the. Did we finally see her? Is that I the, don't know. Um, because I, I don't know the actress that well. I, I don't know the actress that well, and I, I stupidly was not looking at the credits. I was trying to make sure my dog, who was walking <laughs> on the sofa table behind me, because he thinks he's a cat, <laughs> didn't knock over my uh, refreshing uh, beverage, and so I like turned my head away during that the credits. That would be a bummer. Yeah, that would be a bummer. Um, so one thing. So first of all, holy crap, and. 
like overall, when you look at this episode, you notice a number of moments from the trailer, which we also did last week and which we also did from the season opener. And it hit me over the head today that, of course, everything from the trailer is going to be in like the first three episodes, because that way they have shown us not a single frame of anything that we actually want to know about. Like everything they've shown us. (laughs) comes from all the setup stuff, right? So, oh, like, yeah. the only thing that jumps out to me that we haven't seen yet is uh, James Delos with his cut-up face. Right. Like, that's going to be next no, no, week. No, no. I'm convinced no, because we, it wasn't this week. No, no, we have not seen yet uh, Maeve in the kimono. Haven't seen that yet. Oh, that's true. Okay. We haven't seen Charlotte in the room full of nard dogs. <gasps> So, which we only, which you're only bringing up so you get to say Nardog. So, I know. so yeah. Well, we got in this episode we got a full meal, you know, plenty, oh, plenty of plenty of Doritos and at least Boy, one howdy. Nard and at least one Nardog. So, so interesting. Okay, so uh, let's talk about a couple of triumphant returns. I know we're jumping all over the place, but um, it's a reaction show. We're allowed to do but that. Omg, Clementine. Yeah. Okay. She's looking a little rough. She's she she's looking a little but, like she crossed over from Zombie World. Like, yes, Zombie World. Did you did you yeesh. see her dragging that? Uh, oh my god, it was amazing. The tech. What was the? Uh, what did Alt Shift X call that? The creamy yogurt or whatever that was on his yeah. face. Yeah. Still some left on there. Still there. Yeah. Um. So we got her back, which is exciting. We're glad to. I'm glad to see her back on the scene. Uh. Sadly. For Clementine, her triumphant return was overshadowed by Armistice's triumphant return. Not only Armistice. With shiny new arm and motherfucking flamethrower. Yeah. Did you, did you uh, hear what Hector said when she appeared? She has a dragon. (laughs) I know! (laughs) Oh, I loved it so much. And, and, I actually backed up on that scene because I wanted to uh, hear that. I was like, yeah, I did. I backed up a few times, and that was one of the ones I backed up. What did he say? She is a dragon. Oh, yes. But not just Armistice. Who does she have? uh, uh, But then uh, she has a whole new arm. Like, let's start there. Okay. So she has a new arm, which is very exciting. Forget the arm. She has Felix and Sylvester, our two two favorite cartoon cats right there. I just... I was so excited to see Felix. And then I and then I, I love the moment we get later. Again, this is the comedy that makes me so happy. Um the moment we get later with Sylvester. You know, I don't like to complain. Yes, you do. <laughs> of course. And we're gonna get oh, plenty of delightful. And we're gonna get plenty of that. But uh going to the bionic arm, I don't wanna I don't wanna dive down five minutes on that, but it's obvious that Felix or Sylvester or both of them have duct tape and old style host har- mm. arm on her fleshy yes. body. And so to make do because her fleshy arm is extreme, that arm is extremely dead. And obviously oh, yeah. Armistice is perfectly fine with that considering what she was doing to Sylvester's face when she was taking the <gasps> grenade away. Okay. But before we get to that, oh, the grenade, that was so great. Okay. When they're walking down the hallway to get to that surprise, uh, Maeve and Hector and mm-hmm. everybody's favorite touchy feely guy, uh, Lee Sizemore. And <laughs> he's like freaking out that Maeve and Hector are holding hands and are mm-hmm. obviously 
in. You don't get to have a relationship because I didn't write that relationship for you. Yeah, that was cool. so funny. It was and, almost like his own little awakening. Like, I didn't write that. How is that a thing? Yeah. And they were like, mm-hmm. Well, you know, just when you think Hector is going to really bitch slap him with that story, uh, Lee does come back mouthing the line he's going to say because he wrote mm-hmm. the comeback. And uh, I thought that was pretty good. I also thought it was really good, Maeve, um, freaking out over the Ghost Nation. And she tries to, like um, – be cool uh, about it. Well, no, no. She tries to use her superpower on the two Ghost Nation Brave that comes up, and but it suddenly work. it didn't stick because and all the Ghost Nation Braves started showing up, and then that was really cool. But what I don't well, know... But here's the thing. Remember that she has the power to freeze all of Bernard's motor functions, and she has no effect on the Ghost Nation? That freaked me out a lot. Uh, I I think we need to march down to uh, uh, Jonah and Lisa's house and invite us in, ourselves in for tea for one thing. Uh, but give them a piece of our mind about this. But I just I well I really want to know because I know we're go- I, like I know we're going to get the answer, but I've just been so deeply curious about it. Um, that yeah. was the thing that I that I sort of well, wondered about. It goes back to your theory that maybe. The Ghost Nation folks are they they have their own agenda and keepers. They're not run like all the other hosts in the park. Remember you yeah. had that you I had did, that theory on the show we recorded Nation... yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a Ghost Nation equivalent in all the parks. Yeah. Uh in that there's some mysterious, possibly native or group that sort of freaks everybody out, but that's their point, is that they are the non-human but also security right. force in each of the parks. So, so. Uh, going back to the cold open, uh, one thing that struck <sighs> me was, why the hell are they all sitting around the big palace and it's not, they haven't had the the host outbreak in Raj World yet. They yeah. have to go to the the site with the elephants and suddenly things start breaking down there. What's the timeline on well, this? And you know, yeah, it's it seemed like maybe they just didn't notice. I don't know. So we need the answer to that question. The other yes. thing is that was my first question: is when is this that there's no that there's nothing different in this park? Right. Uh, the other thing I thought was really interesting was the whole um, the. Dolores still having a thing for her dad and yes. her, her conversation with Bernard. And it's obviously Bernard she's having a conversation with oh, uh, instead of Arnold. It. And she's like, do you even know anything about the person you're based on? <laughs> so I, was I thought that was so a great line. Interesting. Yeah, because I thought, like, this is the second person that he's interacted with who knew his counterpart. Yeah. And I wonder, I really, really wondered where that was going to take us. And I'm sad that it didn't go as far as it did. But the thing I thought was, like, for a moment, I thought Teddy remembered him. And I thought, you know, and that's immediately why he scooped him up and said, I'll make sure he gets cared for, was because, like, oh, he remembers. And so, like, some of what Dolores is doing to him is getting through. So, yeah, this is how this is going to work. And, like, oh, yay, Teddy. And then... 
I went back to feeling sorry for Teddy. Yeah. And especially at the <laughs> end. Now yeah. I know how he's going to go. Because I'm convinced. If, now I'm convinced Maeve doesn't enter into it. I'm convinced the bullet in Teddy's head is from Dolores. Yep. Uh, that's probably the way it's going to go. Because uh, you see her. She, snu- she gave him the gun. Told him to go and whack crap. She gave him Craddock. every opportunity to make this happen, and he failed at it. Yep. So. Well, I mean. Bye, Teddy. He bye. didn't do what she wanted. Whether or not that's viewed as failure is probably a whole other conversation, right? He failed to do what she commanded him to do. But, but yes. So we're, I, I, it's probably going to be two more episodes where we we find out how. How much of the fan got covered with shit with this and how far yes. that's going to uh, sling probably into the side of Teddy's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Flood, as it were. But yes. we're not talking about the important thing. And I, and I don't mean Rebus or Charlotte and Bernard in two timelines or all okay. the other stuff. We'll get to that. But, but Bernard... one thing about that is I want people to I want people to realize that. Charlotte was dressed in the clothes that she put on when she was down in the drone host bunker. Yeah. And then she said, Bernard, I'm surprised you made it out alive. Well, because they got split up when. Right. uh, But we don't see because remember she. Yeah, there's a whole. I feel like there's more to that. But I want to point that out for people who maybe are going to go through this again later. Like, think about that because they've already they were already together at one point and now. Suddenly she seems surprised to see him and it does. So basically I'm looking at that as a landmark of like, well, they got, where that is in a timeline. So oh, I, I, I know, I, I know where that is. They, they got split apart when Abernathy started going batshit with the two confederados that right, came right. up and, and she had to take off. She started yelling for help. Right. Right. And no, no, no. She took off running to get away from them and Bernard put up his hands and got captured. Then right, Bernard but then is, she distracted them when she was yelling help. That was in and the then, be- no, no. Oh, that was in the I'm beginning. With Never yeah, mind. you're out of order. Okay. Okay, you're 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 glitching in this time <laughs> in this <laughs> timeline, Kelly. But forget that shit for now. The important thing is when Bernard's doing the diagnostic on Peter Abernathy. He he's the file open. He gets the file open, and how much you want to make a bet? He downloaded it. it did you see the one-time key sign yes. that came up on the screen? But here's, he okay, downloaded here's, it into himself, Kelly. That's my oh. theory, and I'm sticking to it now. Oh, I'm in because well, okay. Here's here were my questions about that. What the first one was? That thing is just a terminal. It doesn't have storage, so it's not like he put it there, but. How did he get all that data into himself that fast? That was the only thing that I had a question about because I said the same thing. Like, oh, it's in his own brain now. But I don't I, see. So I want I, that to be true. I'm with you on this. Well, I'm he, going with it because, he, of course. He's got the USB plugged into Abernathy. I, don't, I right. didn't see whether he had the USB plugged into himself again. Right. I don't know. And I don't know if, you know, like what kind of transfer timeline, you know, we're looking at with that. But God, I hope so, because that would be the greatest. And it would also explain why maybe he didn't spend a bunch of time trying to save Abernathy, because like, I don't really have to, because I have everything that Abernathy has. And so it doesn't really matter to me if he gets out or not. But he's obviously they didn't he didn't do the diagnostic on himself. 
But right. it's obvious he's glitching like crazy. I mean, he can barely Oh, he's walk. back to the yips, yeah. Yeah, he's back to the yips. Thank you. Are you a golfer? I was going to ask you about that. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, the other thing that I thought was awesome was, uh, Evan Rachel Wood is just scary sometimes oh with the God. way she can command a situation and the presence mm-hmm. that she does and she can just morph back and forth seamlessly and i actually stepped sort of like outside the episode and i was going way to go erw that's <laughs> that's impre- that's some impressive uh that's some she impressive was, calisthenics there she was so great and then like on a dime She's flipping between these things. You know, I have so much love for my father. Um, you know, I will end you. Like, <laughs> you know, from zero to like just, it was so, it was so impressive. I, yeah. Well, and the thing is, is I find the arc that she's on utterly fascinating. She's, she's getting no love on Reddit right now. Everybody's got oh, uh, erect not. nipples about Maeve's storyline. Which I think is great, and I love Maeve's uh, storyline, especially with, you know, three of my favorite people being added to it now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what about that samurai coming up to smack them all there at the end? That was the the close. Well, we have a samurai helmet with a head in it, but didn't Sizemore say that they were in the northern edge of the park, like the Klondike storyline? Right. So it's why is there a samurai in Westworld? Well, it's it's the same reason there's a Bengal uh, tiger in the premiere this season, and uh, the uh, uh, the colonial uh, girl climbing up yeah. into Westworld from Rajworld. So they're yeah. all blending now, right? So right, I but I'm trying to figure out like logistically, go- weren't there supposed to be divisions between these in the first place? So how did that? How did that happen in the first place? Like with the tiger, I get. And with her, like, I get what happened. We saw her cross into like the, the back, you know, if this were a Disney park, it would be backstage. We saw her cross the little laser line into backstage well, and like Shogun, there, and then the tiger followed her. Shogun World, they're obviously crossing there. And here's my theory okay. now about why what Maeve won't find her daughter in the settlement. And why we see Maeve in a kimono. Can you put two and two together? And if the samurai are coming over into Westworld, how much you want to Mm -hmm. make a bet they have captured a bunch of the settlers? They have started in the wilderness where all the homesteaders live. And they've taken them back to Shogun World. Ah, so she goes and gets, so she, the reason she's there is to go get her daughter. That's my theory. And folks, I haven't seen the I episodes. I like that theory. And ahead, like the reviewers, uh, I haven't seen any of those. And I'm probably wrong anyway, but that's what I think. If I was a writer, that's what i do. How how else would you find a cool way to drive, you know, because her daughter is a MacGuffin, right? Well, it doesn't even have to be a cool way. Like, what yeah. way do you have to get her into that other park? Yeah. And this is it. Unless it's, you know, the the other thing that I can think of is that the the samurai that we see at the end of the episode uh, captures all of them, and they all end up in Shogun World, uh, Samurai World, whatever. I don't remember what what it. I don't know. It's going to take more than one samurai to capture Armistice. Well, we don't, <laughs> but remember, we only saw one. There could be more. Yeah, so, that's true. That's true. That's true. 
But that, right. that's why it's inside. But next next episode, let's talk about the trailer for the next episode, which was <laughs> you mentioned. There's no William. It's all man in black all the time, and we not yes. only get man in black, but we get um, we get Lawrence again, and you see Lawrence's Lawrence. wife again. Yes. And you also see Major Craddock somehow teaming up with him after Teddy let him go. So. Yeah, as soon as he let him go, I'm like, well, I know that's a showdown that's happening later. Absolutely. I'm very, very curious to see where that's going to go. Um, what's your biggest question from this episode? How soon I can get my wife off of HBO watching another show so I can watch it again. <laughs> um no, I, my biggest question is now, um, is how exactly Bernard gets repaired. Cause after Clementine whacked him in the head again and him glitching out, how does he get repaired? Cause obviously when he sees, you know, when he wakes up on the beach, he's repaired. So yes. I don't know. That's my big, how about you? What's your biggest question? Um, I think my biggest question right now is, uh, timelines because I feel like there's a fundamental thing in the timeline that's being dangled in front of us that I can't nail down. And I want to be able to assemble it. And I, I, I feel like all the pieces are there and there's going to be one scene in like episode eight. That's going to lay out, oh, now all of those other things from the beginning of the season make sense. You, you hope it's episode eight. It's probably going to be episode ten. No, I <laughs> hope it's episode four, but I'm guessing it's going to be eight. Um, so you heard the timers. Um, so <laughs> it, no, no, no. I, I, I agree. I, I'm also wondering about that. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Kelly. Uh, and I also wonder what... Like, this is a thing I, I'm gonna wonder all season. This is sort of, this sort of goes without saying. What's gonna be our Bernard is the fi- final Cylon moment from season two? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah. So, I'm wondering what it's gonna be. Um, and I'm because you know looking forward to finding out. Yeah, uh, because you know they'll do it to us. Uh, oh, they absolutely they will. will. Uh, they're There's just, no question. yeah, they're just that evil. And Jeffrey Wright has hinted multiple times that that kind of twist is coming. Oh, yes. I know it is. It has to be. And I'm so excited about it. And I know you're excited about it, too. So we're going to end our episode here again. Like I said, you heard the timer. Um, We're going to go the reaction show. Yes. And so now what we're going to do is we're going to stop this and then we're going to go watch the episode again. (laughs) (laughs) Several times. Oh yes, like once more right now. Um, we're gonna, we watch it once in each time zone. See, we take one time zone off so that we can record the reaction show, and then we just watch it again with the West Coast people. So, um, this has been greetings from the Uncanny Valley. You can expect our in-depth discussion of this episode later this week. You can find us on Twitter at Westworld Rewind. You can uh, send us your your theories, your suggestions, your ideas, your feedback. Send all of it there. And uh, until the full-on episode comes later this week, I've been your host, Kelly Gamont. With me, as always, is Don. Party on, Don. Party on, Garth. Thank you again to The Incomparable for having us. And we will talk to you later. Until then, be excellent to each other. 